This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Yeah, buddy. It is. Oh, I got weird audio. I have very weird audio. Okay, where's DJ? I don't know what's going on here. Here is Zach Wolchuk with your uh, sports grab bag. Thank you very much. I appreciate you. Okay. We got news on Adolis Garcia. Yesterday I told you about the arbitration hearing. That was a nice cross shot there, uh, Brian, for everybody. I've been doing it all day. I'm sorry. You've been absolutely doing it, but. Rangers have avoided arbitration. Not a surprise. They, they are very good at doing this. They've not gone to arbitration since 2000 with a player. So the deal that Adolis Garcia is going to get, two years, $14 million. He's getting $4.75 million in 2024. He'll get $9.25 million in 2025. The deal can reach $20.25 million with incentives for the Rangers and Adolis Garcia. So, hey, don't worry. Adoli's not going anywhere, uh, and you don't have to worry about an arbitration next year either. It will be the third year from now. I absolutely love it. My audio is good now, Don. Wonderful. Great job. Thank you, Don. All it took was your presence. I appreciate you, DJ. The Don. The Don Dada. DJ Pridemore. Latest on the Mavericks, uh, the Dallas Mavericks are regarded as serious competitors for Spencer Dinwiddie after he has been bought out. That is according to Dan Wyke of Dan Wyke Sports. We were sharing that information, uh, and we do indeed know if you missed it, Jalen Brunson won't be playing tonight. OG Ananobe not playing either. We do. We will have uh, Kyrie and Luca as well after the trade today. And apparently, Luca, Woj, uh, Adrian Wojnarowski, he is pumped to get PJ Washington. Big reason uh, that. P.J. Washington, the Mavs, were able to make this deal happen. He was told that Luka was very enthusiastic about the idea of landing P.J. Uh, I think that was a little bit of a motivating factor, that he was excited about the possibility of getting him at this trade deadline to add him to this team to make a run. So a happy Luka, hey, that's a happy Dallas Maverick team right there. This guy is really versatile offensively, a little inconsistency, but... I think you're going to love watching him, especially with Luka and Kyrie, uh, you know, commanding so much attention. When this guy catches the ball, he is a problem, even with a set defense. He's going to catch the ball in space. He can drive with both hands. He can finish with both hands. He can spin both ways and finish. It, so if you take unreal. away one, he's spinning the other and finger rolling it in. It's, it's just it's really fun to watch him when he is in his offensive rhythm. We had Trey Wingo, former Baylor Bear, on earlier. Apparently Gary Patterson, your favorite guy there, Brian. He is set to join Baylor's staff as a senior consultant. He was just with Texas under Steve Sarkeesian, and now he is going to Waco to join the Baylor Bears uh, coaching staff under Dave Aranda. Man, really uh, good for him, right? Yeah, good for him. I mean, that's the the thing about it. He kind of name pops up for some of these jobs every once in a while, you know, some of these college jobs and stuff. But, yeah, I mean, uh, hey, as long as he's a consultant guy, good for him, you know. He so. did it for Texas for yeah. a, a season? Yeah, 2022. Yeah. It is weird to see him in that green shirt after, you know, the history of TCU All Baylor. The TCU. Oh, sure. And, and you know what? It was they, weird seeing him in the burnt orange. Well, it's, yeah. it's weird because you're right, Dawson. They had TCU and Baylor had that. 
terrible. Yeah. Like they they were both they trying, were five six trying they to were both left get, out of the playoffs. Left off of the playoffs. Yeah. It yeah. was an incredible year. That yeah. season was just yeah. fantastic. It just, yeah, it, it really was. I mean, that's what, two of the biggest snubs ever uh, in the playoff history. I saw this from J.J. Watt, and he was of course out here with the Pat McAfee show. I was working out, huh? Yeah, he got kicked out of a weight room, uh, and he posted a video about it, and. I don't think he it's, could get in. It's the encore. So he said, all right, I need some opinions here. i got to know if I'm in the wrong. So yesterday, yeah. near the end of the day, wanted to get a workout in. 6.30 p.m., go down to the hotel gym, put the AirPods in, get the workout going, get a oh. nice, uh, you know, lather about 30 minutes in. Sorry. So that's what he said, lather. Yeah. Does uh, he go baby oil for the, for the workout? Maybe he does. the sweat. Look at yourself. So lather of sweat. Lather's just the sweat. Oh, the little warm-up. Yeah. Yeah. About 30 minutes in, somebody comes in, taps JJ on the shoulder. Take the AirPod out. I said, yeah, what's up? I'm sorry, sir? We're closed? What's closed? The gym? The gym's closed? I said, 7 o'clock? What do you mean the gym's closed? Yeah, we close at 7 o'clock. I'm sorry. You got to get out. What the hell is going on here? Hotel gym closes at 7 o'clock. J.J. Watt's asking what hotel gym closes at that time. Uh, are we going to have 45-pound plates headed out the door? Like, are people going to rob you? Why the hell is the casino or the hotel doing this, shutting down the gym at 7? He thought it was completely crazy. I actually co-signed here with J.J. Watt. I'm like, your, your hotel gym should be open 24 hours. Yeah, but what happened, did you see that uh, that they came back and they've extended the hours for him? Oh, now they have, They're, yeah. they're now open, and then he, he, made felt like, about it. he felt like an a-hole, he said. Well, he's a sweet, sweet man, but yeah. he, he, I mean, I feel like 7 o'clock. I mean, he's, a, he's a look at me, sweet, sweet man. Come on. He just wanted everybody to know he was working out in Vegas, you know, when everybody else is partying and doing their things, eating vending machine pizzas and embarrassing themselves. He's like, no, I'm J.J. Watt, and I'm still here to get my workout. Like, the only thing that's more egregious than the, than the, the gym closing that early is J.J. Watt feeling the need to let everybody know. He just wanted everybody to know he was doing some push. Hundred percent. I mean, I don't think he's he's a he's, he's a look at that. me. He's a look at me. Freaking, you think JJ's a look at me guy? Oh my gosh, he's one of the biggest look at me Larrys of all time. Was that that was that that hard knocks episode yes. where he was out there and the lights were on and oh, he yeah. was working Getting out sled. and the fans were everybody's fans, gone to it was sleep. One of the best hard knocks episodes I think of all time. <laughs> hey, camera guy, <laughs> follow me out here, man. Let me get on these jugs. <laughs> the slow mo cam was <laughs> really JJ. You never work out at night like this, dude. Yes, I do. Speaking of look at me, Larrys, I got to work out in this morning. It had been a while. As you know, I'm on, I'm on the path to one pull-up. Now, when I started this path, I, I couldn't do any pull-ups, still can't do any pull-ups, but I was at nine push-ups this morning, 30 in a row. Bang. Sawed them, too. Are you kidding me? I was going. Dude, good yeah. for you. It felt easy, too. I, I was like, you, dang, dude, I might actually get something going That's here. badass. Thank you. you did that. I, I could not be doing that. Hey, so thir- proud, you dude. could. You could. Just give it a couple Just months. Maybe work on it. Oh, by the way, for that, uh, that last story you had with J.J. Watt, yeah. Yeah, I'm with the hotel. It's 7 p.m. Yeah, you can't be out here working out. You need to be spending money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, we, got these, we got these machines, bro. <laughs> Get out here and spend oh, some money on these machines, yeah. please. Hey. Why don't you play in that casino? That's yep. a knowledge bomb right there. Whenever there's a confusing story, just follow the money. He just sleuthed that out for that you. That makes a ton of sense. A ton of sense right there. What okay. are you doing working out? Go drink and gamble. Yeah. You're too sober for this. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> Travis Kelsey. Uh, predicts that his brother Jason Kelsey will be playing the season opener for Philadelphia in Brazil yes. in 2024. Yeah, it just seemed emotional, okay, and it was unexpected. You saw him talking with his like position coach or some dude, some staffer yeah, on the sidelines, and the guy was like, "Oh, really? Okay." And then he's walking off the field, and the TV cameras are making it all about him. But I, I think in that week, what you also had was the Travis Kelsey podcast with Jason, where he got emotional and walked off. 
I, I think he was in a bad spot because of the frustration of the Eagles' season, and he made a decision while in, a, in an agitated state. So I, th- I think he's been regretting that ever since. Yeah, I mean, and, and he has said that no matter what happens, he still wants to be involved with the Eagles organization. So let's say he's not playing. He still wants to try and maybe be part of maybe like swoop the what Frank Gore's doing now, uh, but do something regarding the front office there. So we'll see what, what they end up doing. I saw Todd Archer reporting for the Cowboys. Uh, not sure if it's been out there, but Stephon Gilmore, who we're supposed to have on tomorrow with Brandon Cooks, he had uh, shoulder surgery. Peyton Hendershot had an ankle surgery, and guard T.J. Bass had elbow surgery after the season. Bass will be good for the offseason program. So will Hendershot. Uh, Stephon Gilmore, who we know is set to be a free agent, has a four- to six-month recovery period but should be okay for training camp. So I guess we can talk to him about that tomorrow. Uh, but also I wonder how that impacts his free agency status if indeed he can't maybe pass a physical. Yeah. Is that something that kind of brings down the asking price a yeah, little bit? Yeah, just want to let everybody know we're taking Dramamine now. For the car ride home. Oh, you took some? Yeah. I mean, I'll take some Dramamine. I'll be part of the Dramamine club. Motion sickness is a big factor here in these limos. Oof. Yeah, I, I didn't know, uh, you know, how common that is, that that issue is. I want Gilmore back as a, as a part of the corner answer. I think he'd be a v- great veteran to have. You know, you've, you've usually had a, a veteran on this defensive back. But I, I think you need to go try to find a, a, a guy opposite of of digs who can be a great compliment for the future and i i I would just be nervous with how much is on the line in 2024 trusting a guy at this age who is already slowing down significantly yeah i mean i love the idea of hopefully you can finally have healthy gilmore digs and bland as your slot corner i think that that you're looking at one of the best uh cornerback rooms in the entire nfl i think you get one more good year out of stefan yeah i kind of feel like though that i'm i'm with gavin on this one uh you know i saw some the players started to decline you know, when you watched him playing games, he, he started to decline. And, you know, I, I kind of feel like that the Cowboys will work on the draft show and, and talk about it a bunch. And when we get into, you know, big board reports, we'll talk about corners and all the ones in the league. I, I think they're going to I think they're going to need to draft one. And I, do. I think they will and, draft and it, one. It might be one of those sneaky, as we like to say, the sneaky need that they have. Yeah, might it is. be a corner. Because Jordan Lewis is a free agent as well. Uh, but here's the thing with, with Diggs, and I've talked about this as well. Like, you can, I don't think you can assume he's coming back and hitting the ground running. I think you need a little bit of a contingency plan. That's why I like a one-year deal there with Stephon Gilmore. I mean, hell, late in the season against Seattle, you know, Bland's getting torched by D.K. Metcalf. What do they do? They're like, all right, Gilly, you're going ahead and traveling. A.J. Brown, he absolutely dominates him against Philadelphia. I still think you can see good play from Stephon Gilmore. And when you're not asking him to be your top guy, I think for one year, depending on the contract, I'm totally cool with bringing him back. But we'll see how, with that. how, how, how yeah. the offseason uh, ends up Yeah, going. just don't think that now we're set. No, no, yeah. of course not. It, that should not in any way take away from drafting a young, other talented player. The Rays have signed an extension with their uh, manager, Kevin Cashman. He is the longest tenured manager in Major League Baseball, which I found uh, a little bit surprising. But I guess there's been tons of moves. He served as an intern in 2007, worked his way up, was named as their general manager in 2016, promoted to president of baseball ops in 2021. So shout out to Kevin Cash for that. And then also Gary Sanchez has found a team. He is going to be signing with the Milwaukee Brewers. He will be DHing there. Finally, let's talk some Super Bowl, shall we? We've got the top 10 greatest plays in Super Bowl history. 
How about Mark Ingram's run, 14 yards on a third and 13 from the Bills, 32, to keep the Giants' Super Bowl record nine-minute, 29-second go-ahead touchdown drive alive. This dude is just running through contact. Uh, it was an absolutely incredible run. Is that one that stands out to you, Brian, as an all-time great Super Bowl run? I'll tell run? you what, yeah, when you, when you think about the, the magnitude of the game, the play call at the time, third and 13, you're going to hand the ball off. That's a, that's a Parcells. Let's get the Matt, balls on him. Man. Let's get Matt uh, Matt Barr in field goal range kind of a thing. But yeah, to hand it off there was a it was a heck of a run. John Stallworth, seventy three yard touchdown reception the against the Rams, nineteen eighty. Yeah. Uh, he won four Super Bowls. Was inducted into the Hall of Fame in two thousand two. This was a great play. Number eight is the Julian Edelman catch we talked about last week. Was that against Atlanta? Against the Falcons. Yeah, uh, they were down twenty eight to three. They cut the deficit to twenty eight twenty. Brady throws one, gets popped in the air. Edelman's diving, able to scoop this one off the ground, was fantastic. Number seven is John Riggins, 43-yard touchdown run, gave Washington the lead for good over Miami. Six is the Mike Jones tackle. Last play of the game. Super Bowl against Tennessee. Yes, to win the game for uh, the Rams. Absolutely incredible. Five is the John Elway helicopter diving for a first down against Green Bay year after you guys won it. Mm -hmm. They were looking for back-to-back. John Elway finally, this one's for John. (laughs) Number four greatest Super Bowl play is David Tyree's helmet catch. Surprised I wasn't a little bit higher. Eli Manning closing his damn eyes, just heaving that one over the middle. He should never do it. But David Tyree somehow able to wrestle that ball, clinging it to his helmet with Rodney Harrison draped all over him. And, and, And Eli Manning being able to avoid getting sacked. A guy wow. who was just sort of incapable. That's a, like, of what if the refs blow the whistle and they say he's in the yes, grasp yes. and the play never happens? Unbelievable. Uh, and then you have the Santonio Holmes touchdown catch in the corner from Big Ben. It's phenomenal. Unbelievable. How some long people did that say thing that get reviewed for a while, and there's some to this day that say that other foot never touched. I, uh, I think it touched. I think it touched too. Toes red down. end zone helped. I think. Yeah. Number two. White shoe red end zone. Same game. James Harrison. 100-yard pick six. Yeah. Amazing play. I've seen Kurt Warner say, uh, well, that depends on who you ask because he ends <laughs> up throwing the pick there. But that game was unreal. You had the James Harrison 100-yard pick six. Back and forth. The Larry Fitzgerald clutch touchdown with the slant. He splits the defense, goes and scores. And the Santonio Holmes toe-tapping touchdown to win it. And then number one, greatest Super Bowl play ever. The Malcolm Butler interception at the goal line of Russell Ooh. Wilson. When the, What if... They had to handed it to Marshawn Lynch, and they just run it in, which they all should have done. Uh, instead, the Patriots end up getting another Super Bowl. There are some of your best Super Bowl Adam moments in there. the history of the sport here at Radio Row in Las Vegas. Thank you, Wolchuk. Hey, Dawson. Uh, yes, sir. They just revealed Kobe's new statue oh, out man, there in L.A. Good. He looks kind of like Michael Jordan, and I feel like Kobe would like that. <laughs> is it, is, 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 oh, so it's not that. Afro Kobe? No, it's not, not that like, pro, no, Kobe. No, it's not. Okay, no. okay. It looks like baby uh, Jordan, bro. <laughs> Respectfully. Does. He it really does. does look like baby Jordan. Yep. Wow. You finally made it, Cobster. Yep, he would love that. You're Jordan. Is his tongue out? No. It's, it's weird that they can't make statues better likenesses. You know, just make a mold of the guy's face. Um, yeah, with all the in- incredible work that we have now with these people are taking a watermelon and, and sculpting it into one of the most immaculate pieces of art you've ever seen. Uh, but the tried and true stone or whatever that they're using to do the statues can't come out the way it's supposed to. What a day, though! Two eight twenty four, the ultimate Kobe day, and and the ultimate uh, appreciation for what he was able to accomplish in Los Angeles. 
Okay, uh, we have two segments and one show to go. Chief, where are you going to take us next? All right, football's finest featuring the GOAT, the Heisman, and a Super Bowl trivia question for my guys next year in the nation. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Shoot, yeah, welcome back, nation. Segments brought to you by the Frankels. Life's unpredictable. Accidents happen. Franklin and Frankel are the go-to attorneys for car and truck wrecks in DFW. If you or a loved one's been in an accident, contact Franklin Frankel for a free consultation. It's 214 or 817 Go to truckwreck.com. Salute to our presenting sponsors here on Radio Row. Of course, Low T Center and Best Buy Windows and Siding. And uh, here's Eric Chiafalo. <laughs> okay, so uh, we have some news on the Kobe statue that was just unveiled outside a, of crypto. On a, scale to, on a scale to 1 to 10. How would you rate 10 being the best, 1 being the worst? Wolchuk is a multitasker. Oh, not good. Not good at all. Wolchuk with the uh, with the low T center has been, you know, a little bit hit and miss. Uh, Today's but, been pretty good. That was the only bad one. Yeah. But you both have uh, voices that you know that it's low T center, so you can chime in and help somebody the captain out. Of the Which ship. is what I've done all week. You At know? one point, I, for that one, I just you wanted did. to see what the hang time the was cap- going to be. The but, captain of the ship And I didn't even know Gavin it. said it until I heard the sound, so I was like, damn it, I think <laughs> I've missed it. It must <laughs> be low T center time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was just wondering on the multitasking level. No, I'm not a good multitasker. No, my favorite one of the week, though, was when he teed you up for it, and you just said, brought to you by low T. Low T. <laughs> then you just moved on. Because in my mind, I'm thinking... Crap, I hope it's low T. <laughs> Vanessa Bryant says that uh, Kobe <laughs> is actually going to have three statues. Three? Uh, he's wearing the number eight yeah. in one of them, and then the other one he will be wearing the number 24. Okay. Uh, and then he will have one with Gianna, oh, that's uh, awesome. his late daughter as well. That's so, badass. Um, yeah, I, w- I did not know that they were going to go as far as to that, but to, uh, to have the eight, the 24, and most importantly, uh, the Gianna twist on it uh is super super special so i haven't seen any of photo i think I've, we've only seen the number eight photo and he's like got his i think he's like got a number one like point of index yeah. finger sort of up in the sky and and uh, vanessa bryant before she unveiled it was like hey this is the pose that kobe chose so he okay. says if you don't like it she said tough s uh that was her right before she unveiled the the statue there so there's a little update on the uh on the kobe statue unveiling all the fun ceremonies going down i look forward to kind of reliving some of that a little bit later on tonight but uh, of course you have the mavs news of the day they make some trades that's Man. very very exciting uh but let's get you a little football's finest here and i want to start with a a clip from tom brady uh, because he is, we're all obviously, I mean, one of the big storylines as we start to approach next season is just going to be the Tom Brady factor and uh, him starting his career in the booth for Fox. And 
everybody's sort of wondering how that's going to sound, what that's going to look like. I'm pretty confident he's going to end up being a stud with this thing. Listen to him talk about quarterbacks and uh, some of the different things that he sees and just listen to him break this down. And I feel like it's going to be like if this is a little taste of what we're going to get from Brady in the booth, I think we're all just going to it's just going to be football porn at the highest level. Take it away, Tom Brady. The only problem I see in today's quarterbacking, a lot of it is the coaches trying to play chess, but the quarterbacks aren't. The quarterbacks are snapping the ball, and then they're mm-hmm. going, okay, how do I react to what happened? And a lot of the times, you know, you're, there's no perfect play that can be called from the sideline on a consistent basis because they're just calling probabilities. Okay, there's a probability on third down. In short, they're going to play man-to-man coverage. So, therefore, on my call sheet, I'm going to call my man-to-man beaters. Oh, shit. They didn't call man-to-man. Looks like, you know, a simple cover-two zone. This play isn't really working for that. Okay, in my mind, it would be like, okay, let me get to my best cover-two play against this look. As opposed to now we get the ball. Okay, it's it's we've got a bunch of crossing routes into cover-two. That's not good. Let me hold the ball and go run it. And then people on TV go, oh, you know, great play, way to run. And in my mind, I'm going, why did you snap the ball? I mean, <laughs> you clearly knew no one's going to be open because I don't know in all my years of playing in 20 years that wasn't going to be open but how do we continue to say all right quarterbacks you got to see the whole picture it's 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 in front of the data or behind it exactly if you're in front of it you own it it's reflexive what you just described all the things you have to handle you handle reflexively because you the data is inside of you and the only way you can get in there is you got to go to school that was Steve Young there at the end. Steve Young's uh, Sirius XM radio show with Tom Brady on there. Sounding but, old. I mean, yeah, so, sounding, yeah, sounding a little weather. bit old. Um, but, but I thought that was a really, really interesting breakdown where the general football viewer is watching a quarterback take off and run, yeah. and maybe it's a nice gain, and you're thinking, wow, you know, awesome play by the quarterback there. And Brady has an entire different perspective, one that we're applauding for the guy. Brady's like, no, 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 he missed X, Y, and Z, and this play should have looked a whole lot different here. Uh, and so just quarterbacks being able to get out to the line of scrimmage. And I don't know how many quarterbacks necessarily have that autonomy. You know, Brady, you can do what you want, obviously. It doesn't matter what the play call is. You get to the line of scrimmage. You know all, and everyone understands you do what you want as Tom Brady. I don't know how many quarterbacks have that confidence in themselves or have you know been, been instilled that confidence from their coach or the ability to do that. But being able to diagnose pre-snap, hey, the play that we have drawn here is not going to work. Brady and the great ones, Mahomes, Holmes, obviously one of these guys, understanding, okay, we can get out of it and we can get ourselves into a better look here. Uh, and so I just think, man, if that's a glimpse into what we're going to get from Brady, that's going to be awesome. I just want to know from you guys, how does Tom know that? I mean, defenses are so good at disguising what they're going to do. do yeah. Is it obvious to other quarterbacks or is it only obvious to Tom and, and similar goats? I think, I think it's obvious to most quarterbacks. I yeah. really do. I just don't think – the thing that Brady, he's, he, he's one of the best – we've ever seen when it comes to looking at the field and kind of understanding where guys are going to be. The thing that I'm fascinated, going to be fascinated about is working with Kevin Burkhart. Mm-hmm. Kevin Burkhart is going to have to be super patient with Tom Brady. Yeah. Because what's going to happen is Burkhart, and I learned this working with Brad Sham, is that the play-by-play guy wants to get into setting the formation and what's going on. If you drag if you drag thinking you're making a great point about everything that Brady just said, I mean, we're all fascinated, like, oh, I didn't have a cover two beater. Oh, I, I shouldn't run the ball. Oh, I shouldn't run the play. 
he can't do that. Kevin Burkhardt is going to want to jump into that play. Yeah. And he's going to have to, and there's going to be probably a little bit of some growing pains between the two because Tom is going to have to figure out. I've got to be got 12 quick. seconds. I've got to be quick with this yeah, point because yeah. Kevin's got to set. Kevin's got to set what's going on with the formation. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So he's got to. But I would love it if easier. Tom would be like, shouldn't have, shouldn't have even snapped it. Should have switched to a different play. You know, there's ways for him to do that and quickly. He's got a unique perspective because he's not looking. He as a quarterback, he was never a guy. I'm taking off and using my legs. So like, if there's a play that's not there, I don't have this Mahomes like escapability where I can go off and run for seven yards. Brady's like, I need to make sure we're in the right play here, or else we ain't snapping the football. Would you see? This is where I wish in. I don't, I don't watch the Manning cast all the time, but I've seen some of it. This is where I wish a little bit more of that. I mean, I could do without the Al Michaels interviews and you know, the interviews they do, but give me more of, like, I'm watching the game and you're, and you're Peyton Manning explaining how you're going to attack. Like there. the in-game management Yeah, the type in-game, of you know, that's, I, I, would, I would much rather listen, watch a broadcast of Tom Brady just talking through a game as it's going on. You know, like, oh, well, hey, you're in a two-minute situation here. you got to think about this, you know. And I, I don't know. But Kevin Burkhart, like I said, he's going to have to be very patient with Tom initially here. I am excited, though. I, I think Brady's going to be awesome. Well, uh, I saw this, a, a little Super Bowl trivia. Uh, you have, of course, you have four quarterbacks in this Super Bowl. Each team has their starter and their backup. Uh, the highest rated coming out of high school, the highest-rated quarterback that is going to be involved in this Super Bowl uh, is actually Chiefs backup quarterback Blaine Gabbert. Yeah. He was a five-star guy. Yeah, out Se- of Mizzou. Second in line is Sam Darnold. He was a four-star quarterback. He's obviously the backup for Brock Purdy and the Niners. Uh, but you're like, where's Pat Mahomes? Well, before you get to Pat Mahomes, you have to get to San Francisco 49ers wide receiver Juwan Jennings who was actually a four-star quarterback coming out of high school before switching to wide receiver at Tennessee, and now he's one of the he's like the third or fourth option wide receiver-wise for the Niners right now. He was a four-star. You have Purdy and, and Mahomes that were both three-star Three quarterbacks. Out of White yeah. House, yes, sir. It's just I, I think you can be very toolsy and get rated high in high school, Brian, but I think the those games aren't hard enough to uh, require the best traits that are going to show up in the NFL to execute at a very high level. Yeah, man, I'll tell you what there. I always found this, those five-star guys and four-star guys, man, when you're recruiting those guys and then they, they bust, there's a lot more of those that bust than those, like, two- and three-star guys. Hmm. You know, there's the two- and three-star guys. Maybe you're not expecting anything from them, but they turn out to be, like, better players. Probably there's so much growth ethic. from 17 there's, to there's, 20. There's a lot of five-star guys that I'm like, this guy can't play dead. Yeah, and I, th- I do think there's something to the toolsy physical guy who can just get away with dominating high school and even college just by being bigger, faster, stronger athlete dude. Uh, but when you're the two-star or the three-star, obviously you're probably not super physically dominant. So now you're having to win at the position cognitively. Yeah. And that ultimately is what brings the greatest success, you know, for long-term football quarterbacking success. Yes, of course, you want to have the big arm. You want to be accurate. You want to be all those physical things. But what is going to take you to the next level is, like, Mahomes is a football IQ genius. Total savant. 
Yeah. Uh, and so you have to you have to win differently when you're the when you're the six two one hundred and eighty pound high school quarterback as opposed to the six five two hundred twenty pound kid. That's like yeah, of course every team wants you. And I, I think waking up from like fifteen to twenty one years old thinking. I'm not gifted as the other guys are to play this position. Like, the five-star guys are entitled. They're, they're celebrities. If you wake up as a three-star guy, you're like, oh, crap, what do I got to learn now? I'm trying to keep my NFL dream alive. I'm Googling what I need to learn. I'm working hard with my coach. I'm practicing hard. And I, I think, you know, it, it's hard work and preparation. But I also think, like, Mahomes, you know, ha- did have the physical gifts. He did. Um, they just but playing at a place like Tech, you're, right. you're unable to be comfortable enough to put up the, well, the crazy small numbers. town, you know, like White yeah. House, right? I mean, like some of these guys, uh, like a Tyrone Swoops coming out when he was a five-star, he goes to Texas, and he's just humongous, right? And he's running over kids, and they're thinking he's going to be the next Vince Young, and he doesn't pan out. But they, they get these ratings uh, wrong quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, okay, I saw this. We have uh, Broadus' guy, the Heisman quarterback. We'll mm-hmm. see where he gets selected in this upcoming NFL draft, Mr. Jaden Daniels. <laughs> and we've talked about – his slender build and how this dude just he gets, is slim. He gets in car accident style hits. They're cartoonish hits where he is. I mean, it is a helmets going one way, bodies going the other. Uh, at one point, you think like his torso is going one way and then his legs are going the other. It is it is jarring hits that he's taken. He's running out there like Jake Ferguson, like <laughs> like he's just a yeah. moose. Yeah. I, I, there, he's leaving his feet to try to beat tackles. Yes, <laughs> he, he's yes. Think, he's thinking about sliding, and he can't get to to it quick enough and that's why he takes massive hits well because he kind of like he's running and he's like i gotta get down and he doesn't do it the right way he's like bracing and then he himself. just gets mashed he needs to just be ducking out of bounds more often dude it is uh this will be fascinating to see Not how as he, much as eric hipple though uh, no, i told you about no, that eric hipple is the one yeah. and only hipple i haven't stopped thinking about old hipple since last week that, that you helmet, brought that to my how about attention that helmet just flying off no flag <laughs> No flag. <laughs> no flag. Helmet somewhere up in the clouds. <laughs> it's like, yeah. No one cares. Get Bro the backup in. caught a helmet. We got 30 seconds to the next snap. That's how they were playing back then. But this dude, Jaden Daniels, I love the way Nate Tice of The Athletic, who's a great football brain, he says, this is the way he describes Jaden Daniels. He says he has some Johnny Knoxville to his game. Okay. Uh, Mr. Jackass himself, just <laughs> daredevil. Yeah, like, man. sure, bro, let's go ahead and do something crazy. I'll I'll do a quarterback draw into the teeth of the defense, and I'll leave my feet at one point, mm-hmm. and I'll have a defensive tackle just completely, uh, you know, behead me. Uh, and so I, I was like, wow, that's a great description of him, and I don't know that I can draft the guy who has Johnny Knoxville to his game. I don't know. I know he's super athletic. I know there's so many things to like. But my gosh, is that something you can develop, or is that just uh, is that something that is just going to end up being his demise in the league? Oh, I feel like that. Uh, you know, I feel that he has the talent to develop. It's the you have to now teach him how to not play like Jack not Ass play like Johnny, Johnny Knox. Yeah, Johnny Knoxville. Yeah, yeah, I mean it's it's the NFL. I think you want a little bit of craziness. I'll tell you what, though, he is. When it comes to in my linebackers, no, dude. I mean, he, he's a guy with his physical ability, the way he can oh. run. He's Lamar Jackson esque. He, he can learn how to protect his body a little bit. There are okay, that's what I'm wondering. I, I don't know. I, I don't know how you really develop yeah, something I think like that. There are times where he's running, and they've got angles and stuff on him, and he just all <laughs> just self. He just separates. <laughs> you know? This is perfect, Lucius. I'm yeah. watching. I'm watching a 30 second <laughs> clip right now of just highlights of him getting blasted. <laughs> And this needs to be the, the, yeah. the music, the bed music underneath. I mean, it's hilarious, dude. And the thing is, is sometimes it's like a corner or a safety oh, coming no. down. Yeah. No, no. And just he's, ending and he's right him. next to the sideline. Yeah, it's open field. No, that's exactly what it is. It's, it's like, like, dude, I need you to duck out of bounds. Yeah. I need you to just dart right out of bounds. He's right next to the right sideline, and he gets like, 
he gets slammed into the ground. It reminds uh, me of Knoxville in that grocery cart when they're getting dragged across the parking lot, then they hit the curb, and everybody goes flying out oh, of the grocery yes. cart. Oh, the grocery cart's classic. It is, dude. That would hurt so bad. He, he's had some run-ins with those steers that I think are the are the most detrimental. Yes. Yeah. Uh, where he's like been rodeo flung stuff. up into the sky, Bro. lands on his head, then he gets stomped on. Pretty crazy. <laughs> Growing up, had a friend, the most friend-zoned friend I had. Okay, he just... So he gets a date with a dream girl. They're downtown Portland, and a lot of those guys hung out in Portland. In comes Johnny Knoxville, chats up his date, walks out of the bar with her. It was uh, legendary. Oh, my gosh. I mean, at least you're going to get kind of cool if your girl stolen. It's Johnny Knoxville. They're like, are you kidding me? That is. Finally get this girl to go out. Golly. That's a great story. She was probably looking for an out, you know, for the time. Yeah, oh, for sure. She saw Johnny Knoxville in Johnny Knoxville. Did that guy in there, did he ever get out of the friend zone of way of doing things? Do you think he got pitched at any point? Uh, I don't know. Lost contact with him. Or is he trying to find, uh, and I use this term loosely, ladies of the night like Broadus is here in Vegas? <laughs> that girl had an Adam's apple, bro. That, she did, dude. There's some hair. You guys just didn't get a good enough view of her. The for- her, the forearm <laughs> on that thing looked like Wolchuk's back, pre-wax, okay? Can't confirm. My dear God, Broadus is an a- absolutely savage animal I'm here. I'm glad you guys saw that, too. I thought the worst thing that any one of us was going to eat here in Vegas was that vending machine pizza. Uh, I, Brian, I'm sorry. I wasn't going to say anything until you made up that scandal lie about me getting hammered in the casino I i'll tell you that. what though it you know it, it, i don't think it was a scandalous lie i think i think people i think people need to understand about the the issues that you and i have yeah but you you leveled up the issue like okay you you broke in a vegas casino and you had a miller light so be it yeah. you know dawson anybody can understand <laughs> something like that but taking a- an adam's apple back to the crib is pretty incredible there broadus <laughs> it was a number of guinness zeros okay guinness has entered <laughs> oh, the na yeah. game yeah. i know man i was, was number yeah. of fooled me zeros. i mean i might have been stumbling around due to something else that's available here in las vegas uh-huh. uh i have no recollection I, I can't confirm deny what my state of sobriety was at the time but it was it was not cold beer <laughs> You do your oh, thing, man. Brian. Who are we to king No, but those, those calves on that guy last night were impressive, Broadus. You got a scout's eye. They were choppy ass. Uh, are, have we ever seen a, dra- a guy that's about to be drafted, like, say, this is the team I want to go to? Because uh, you have Brock Bowers, the stud tight end out yeah. of Georgia. He's like, yeah, I want to go to the Titans. I want the Titans to draft I'm sure me. it's happened. I don't think you say, like, other than Eli Manning, this is a team I don't want to go to. Like, when you know it's the number one pick or whatever, or you're one of these quarterbacks. Yeah. Like, but Von Miller was definitely campaigning, I'd love to be a Dallas Cowboy. He came out and said that during his time. But the likelihood he was going to be going to the Cowboys was not high. Micah Parsons? Uh, Micah said he'd love to play for the Cowboys. That's true. Yeah. Okay, I guess this isn't the first of its kind. But Brock Bowers, if another team drafts him, just know he wanted to be a Titan. <laughs> Would you guys? We talked with Kelvin Beecham last hour. Is he getting up there? Is that a player that is good that you'd be like, yeah, let's bring him back home? If if you're looking for tackle uh, depth, no. no, he's struggling. Great a bit. dude, but yeah, no. he was awesome. Man, was what a great, nice. great. I story. mean, he, as a backup, maybe yeah. might be an 30, thirty-four years old right now. He's you know probably trending out, but it'd be cool to you know maybe look at some veterans here I, I think if 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 i'm the cowboys and i'm like man we need to make this offensive line better i think it's got to be a blend of experience and youth but maybe not with beecham okay uh, <laughs> i still can't get over the five o'clock shadow of that guy that brought it man. <laughs> 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 i didn't see last night i saw two nights ago man oh yeah freaking well, legendary back brought us very progressive you know you feel like that your friends will take care of you but you know it really doesn't work out that way hey we got a cross talk though with the get right and see what uh, Reggie and company have cooking here for in a Thursday night live on Radio Row. We're back in the nation. 
Thank you, Lucius. It's been a fun Thursday here on Radio Row. G-Bag Nation, our presenting sponsors of Radio Row. Low T Center. Yes, sir. And Best Buy Windows and Siding as it's time now to crosstalk with the Get Right, see what they have cooking here for you on a Thursday night. Gentlemen, how the heck are you? Yo, what's happening, fellas? Man, we're doing great. Uh, who, who's your partner tonight, Reg? Blake Ellie's with me. Yes, sir. Nice. Good evening, Blake. Good evening. How are we doing out in Vegas? How's the what's the temperature like? Humid, cool, wearing shorts. It's been, cool. been cool. Like yeah, rainy. Rainy. Yeah. Unseasonably rainy. Apparently, about five inches of rain is what they get annually, and yeah. I think we've got three of them here this week. Super okay. wet out here. Okay. Hey, Reg. Reg. What's happening? Were you digging the uh, buffet talk? Did you see the pictures and stuff of the buffet? Were you cool with that? I got a couple of pictures. I actually was able to catch up with you, uh, listen to a little bit of you guys talking about um, your experience there, especially when you cross-talking with the KNC Masterpiece. Mm-hmm. So I, I was I was proud of that. I'm gonna see if I can go back and dig further, see see just how well y'all handled it. It sounded like DJ Pridemore was the real champ of this. He was the real champ. I think Choppy had a lot of good content about the buffet. So I'd, I'd maybe yeah, start. Yeah, he took an eight-minute video. I'd, okay. I'd, start, I'd start with Choppy's uh, content if you want to learn Overall, about Overall, I think uh, Eric and I, though, consumed the most outside of DJ. Mm. And mm. I was very proud of our representation. Yeah. We put in the work. Uh, I tried roasted duck for the first time. Okay. That was, that was really something that left a lasting impression on me positively. I uh, tried frog legs as well. Those were pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but the ice cream sort of stole the show for me. The cookies and cream ice, ice cream was, oh my was cookies and cream was great, and they also had like incredible. a little mini lava cake. And I decided to put some of the cookies and cream on top of the lava cake, and that was a home run decision. So y'all y'all didn't go with the with the idea of we're going to try and bankrupt uh, the buffet. Y'all went with the idea of we're just going to try a whole bunch of stuff. Oh no no no! We we did the we we ate all the seafood, the crab legs, the the lobster claws, okay. whatever. Oh, the Shrimp. mussels! I tell you, I'm a, yeah, I'm a muscle guy. I yeah. see. I had one good muscle, one bad muscle. You guys remember that? There was one funky muscle. Oh no! You, it was a clam. It was a clam. You said I'm not a clam guy. That okay? That's what it was. I I got both, but the clam just did not sit well. Bang bang shrimp was good. Oh, the bang bang shrimp! Thank you for saying that. If you've ever had the honey walnut shrimp yeah. at Panda Express, uh-huh. it, it is a very similar iteration of that, uh, but probably like a higher a higher standard. They also have very like some very delicious clear glass noodles there in the uh, Asian yeah. section as well. Very good. Where would y'all rank it on? On Furs Buffet, I think I was having this uh, conversation the other day. <laughs> furs being one of the better buffets. Where does this one rank in comparison to the I, Great I, Furs? I could go all the way back to Furs. Mm-hmm. Wyatt's is another one. Mm-hmm. I thought at the very end that when they offered the dessert opportunities, yep. the strawberry shortcake was outstanding. Brian knows ball. I, yeah, I think that you can. I think the fact when you go to Furs that you can have uh, you can have like turkey dressing, mm-hmm. enchiladas, yep. and some type of fish dish all in the same plate. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's a win for everybody. That's a win. Yeah, this was a step up in quality, though. There's no doubt. Yeah. We'll get a dub tomorrow with Brandon Cooks and Stephon Gilmore mm. together in the same interview, the same segment. What do you guys have planned for tonight? Uh, we're absolutely talking deadline day, trade deadline for the Mavs, how we rated it and, you know, what our fallout and reactions are from the Mavs moves at the trade deadline. And then at 820, we'll talk to Kevin Hagelin, see how his Super Bowl week has gone. It feels like he is, I don't know. How, how involved does it feel like he has been in the, the activities outside of just work? I think he's, you know, he's talking about he's gone to a bunch of these shows. Okay. Like a Circus Olay. Yeah, he went and saw the he, steer. He's, talking, he's we trying to talk about, his, yeah, $200 ticket tonight to whoa. go see something. Okay. Yeah, we talked tonight at uh, 7 o'clock. I think there's a show at the O at the Bellagio he was considering. Okay, so we need to ask him about the shows. Yeah, he has not done anything with us. 
We get a win today, guys, the Mavs. This is a good good day. Yeah, man. Uh, no uh, Jalen Brunson, no OG Ananobi for the Knicks. Yep. I think that your, your boys should be able to get a W. And Nico gets a big thumbs up for his workings. Big yeah. thumbs up. Big yeah. thumbs up. Let's go. They, they, they got P.J. Washington from the Hornets, but who did? they got Daniel Gafford from what team, Wizards. Reggie? The Wizards. Washington Wizards, okay. formerly known what? as the Washington Bullets, and not that one thing that I said yesterday. The sleeves. Right on. Here comes the get right. Reggie and Blake, 7-11. Thanks to Lucius Alexander in the Pimp Cup there at Master Control. Five hours of flawless radio producing, hosting, and uh, engineering. Thanks to uh, Carter Freeman coordinating your video, 105.thefan.com, Twitch, and YouTube. Tim Collins and Don Pridemore producing and remote engineering here on site at Radio Row. We'll Chuck and Chia follow. Thanks to Brian Broaddus. I'm Gavin Dawson. Till tomorrow at 2, you're going home with the G-Back Nation at ease. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.